Pete Yost here for the Unbuild It podcast. I want to give a quick word about our sponsor, Huber Engineered Woods, their booth at the International Builder Show 2024 coming up in Vegas, and our podcast. Well, first of all, I've been going to uh, International Builder Show for over 30 years. I love to go there because when I want to get good technical information and make, most importantly, the personal contacts with the technical people, I can do that at the International Builder Show. They've got good technical representation for their products and systems. We're going to be the podcast at the booth um, for Huber C3320 on Wednesday and Thursday of the show. But I want to specifically feature um, on Wednesday, February 28th, we're going to be talking a bit about the Zips system R sheathing and playing that incredibly popular building science trivia where I get to beat the pants off of both Steve and Jake. Um, plus, if you stop by the booth, you might run into some friends from the podcast. Um, if you'll be in Vegas, come by and say hello at the Huber booth, C3320. If you can't make it to Vegas, follow along on what's happening on Instagram, at Huberwood. You can also follow along with Instagram, of course, with the three of us. It's Stephen Basic Architect, it's Jake.Bruton, and Building Right Peter. And I'll just say that there's nothing instantaneous about my experience with my Instagram account. But for everything related to Huber Woods at IBS 2024, check out their website, huberwood.com slash huber dash IBS. And we're looking forward to seeing you at the show. Now on to the podcast. Howdy, y'all. Live from Texas. Why are you against Texas now? It wasn't against Texas. No, it, it was is. you I screaming. Said howdy and you, it was you, you screaming. Found. It was you, you screaming. It wasn't about Sorry Texas. Sorry for all you cowboy boo, cowboy hat. Wearing friends of mine, I apologize for Jake's bad attitude he has with Texas and Cowboys. So I apologize. He does love the military, though. No, he doesn't. He it's right up there with Cowboys and Texas. But that's all right. Hey, he's welcome to the podcast. By the way, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the weirdest doing? start. Yeah. Well, until I was rudely interrupted by C three. I'm not even going to give you a name. I just have seat three with me today and seat two with me today. Oh, thank you. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon from seat three. There you go. Seat three PO. Wow. That's a stretch. That's <laughs> and a we're not stretch. starting over. And we're this just is how we do liquid lunches <laughs> at the Unbuilded Podcast. So, man, those shots were good. <laughs> no, I'm just using. I don't drink. So. I haven't had peppermint schnapps since since college. Schnatz. Peppermint <laughs> schnapps. All right. So today's podcast is a special because we are going. We've called through literally hundreds of thousands of write-in questions. Whoa! And we found what we would think to be two of the very best. Um, I I thank you both for going through that and uh, coming up with the questions. So the question I have is, which one of you wants to go first? I think I have both of them, so I think it'll be me. Okay. So the <laughs> answer to that is Jake, or C1. We just hope that we have answers that are up to the questions, apparently. Yeah, and these are, these are the listeners should know that these are blind. You two have not You know what's cool about this, Mike? Yet. I just had a, a Rambo moment thought. Remember when, like, he was talking on the mic and, like, he just wants to grip the mic and, like, before he smashes the guy? Forget it. Yeah. Obviously, you haven't seen Rambo. Yeah. Not That's right. It, you know, not like, since it right. came out. 
<laughs> you want to know something funny? Seriously? You're going to find <laughs> this really interesting. We're going to know either way. Not only did I see the movie, I read the book. Really? <laughs> you read the Hold book on. Rambo. Just I did. For, Man, there's so many layers to this. I don't even just know. Just for a frame did. of reference. I did. How many other books have you read that were also movies? <laughs> Is that the only one? Um, no, because I think they did make a movie on the Pillars of the Earth. I read that, too. I have a pretty quite extraordinary spectrum. Like, I don't have a lot that fills in the gaps. But there are when, a lot well, of gaps. when you're looking at the outliers, there's a lot of gaps. And when we talk reading. about the spectrum, you are extraordinary. I, I am. So it's Pillars of the World. Pillars of the Earth. Pillars, Pillars of, the of the Earth. It's like 900. Have you ever seen the book? No. The book's like three inches. I couldn't believe I even read it, but I did. It was actually pretty cool. That, Rambo. Rambo. And I'm assuming Babe Pig in the City. No, I haven't. <laughs> um, I read Animal Farm. There you go. <laughs> I did read Animal Farm. In 1984. Big George Orwell fan, George or is that a uh, that was result? somewhat required reading? That's a that's because of the era in which you went to high school. Yeah, yeah. we, we are moving towards the questions eventually here. No, we are. This is interesting to me. Why don't you quit stepping yeah. all over the the content, Pete? I'm almost done with this one book called um, One. One. Yeah, I'm almost. I, so you want to hear? It's in my. Do book. you? It's in it my really, briefcase. You still haven't finished it. I, I haven't finished it yet. Steve, still... Steve recommended it to me. <laughs> Probably before COVID. Like, yeah, probably two. And I've been recommending it to people because it is a good book. And 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 he hasn't finished it. You know, when he finishes that one, he's going to go on to the book called Two. Two. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Okay, question number one for today. Uh, My wife and I are in the pre construction phase of our new home. As a mechanical engineer, wedding planning question almost. As a mechanical engineer, I've been very turned off by the production quality of quality construction uh, here in the Pacific Northwest, which has driven me to learn about modern building science and ultimately led me to your content. Well, thank you. Uh, The design of our house is very Scandinavian with no overhangs, Mm. except for gable ends. The only person in the world that would say, I'm an engineer. I love quality construction. I want no overhangs. (laughs) I am trying to retain this architecture. And call building science modern building science. Like, Somehow, Thanks for writing in your question, Andrew, while we crap on it. Yeah, somehow uh, rain today is different than rain 10,000 years ago. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna summarize a little bit of this. I just watched uh, Joe Stebrick talk about open joint cladding and how it can perform better than closed joint systems, assuming lap siding applies here. My question is, why isn't open joint cladding more prevalent if it does a better job for performance? I see fiber cement... Lap siding is kind of the stand that I can't talk all of a sudden, kind of the standard, even in high performance houses uh, covered by uh, you guys on the Build Show Network. Am I missing something? Hmm. So it's kind of a building science, but it's also kind of a design aesthetic, right? Yeah. And, and maybe even how cladding's change over time or well, tastes. But I think if we back the truck up even further, that... A lot of what we do in building is clearly, whether whether it's right or wrong, it's a per- perceived perspective, mm-hmm. right? People see open joint cladding, and you're, oh, my God, you're letting the water in. No, I'm actually letting the water out, right? I have free draining and free drying at a maximum potential here. But people don't see that because they really haven't chosen to understand what's really going on. You know, this gets back to my 
my basic premise, and I think we should do a podcast on this in the, in the near future, but basically we always try and provide solutions without really understanding the problem. Mm-hmm. Like we're really quick to say, oh, you should do this. You should do that. You should do this. When you don't really understand, like, why should we do that? Right. So the question here is, and, and well, I think he phrased it as like, why don't I see more of that? Mm-hmm. And it's it's the why that is the problem, because the why becomes the basis for people's perspective. And that's where it gets shut out. Who's the guy that I told you about? Um I'm really stretching it here, but the guy that did the the TED talk didn't I tell you about that? He said it, it was it was about decision. He, it was a TED talk about decision making process, and you could talk about a whole bunch of things. But if you can understand the why, like you can you can actually make that decision and defend that decision very easily and make that decision very very easily. When you don't really understand the why. Um, I have to watch the TED Talk again, but it was really good. But 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 the why, understanding the why that works would help generate probably more of it and an understanding which would change the perspective on it. So let's talk about actual assembly. Let's let's start with what does a wall look like? How do we get to what we would call an open joint cladding? Let's let's work towards a definition, right? So recently in a podcast, we talked about how cladding is not guaranteed to be waterproof. It's not. Yeah. You know, I almost want to call it screening. Yeah. Not cladding. Like if you, if you, if you turn, change that term, I know Pete's frowning on it. So I can see it cooking, right? (laughs) Either that or he has to use the restroom. (laughs) One or the other. One or the other. So, but. If you call it screening, then your perspective is water will get behind it, right? If you call it cladding, like, hey, that's ironclad, right? There's a certain perspective that comes with that term that suggests water's not getting beyond it. So I think, I think from, can I make a point to say from this moment on in the building industry, we will no longer use the term cladding and only use the term screening. He wants it to get wow, confusing we just went quickly. From you. I'm changing the perspective on what we do. Right here, right now, this is 321, 17 seconds on September 19th. That's central time. Um, I'm not willing to make the switch from cladding to screening quite that easily, but. I think we work to uh, educate the Mm -hmm. understanding of the word cladding to begin with. The building is clad in this. It's covered with this. I don't agree. But you guys never agree with me. You always want to pick a fight with me. Fair. I'll have you know that we went to Olive Garden for lunch today, and it was your idea. So it was not my idea. It was not my idea. (laughs) It was Mister. I don't want to drive in the truck anymore. Can we just walk over there and go to lunch? (laughs) So just so we're clear, that impersonation is spot on the way Pete talks when he's not in public or on camera. That's exactly what he sounds like. Like his kids probably thought that was him saying it just now on the podcast. So if we have our WRB that is on the outside of our frame wall, and then uh, if we're focusing on durable construction, we then have a rain screen or a drainage plane of some sort. Yes. And then we have our screening or our cladding or our brick, whatever we want to call it. Yes. No matter the term. An open joint version of that is exactly what the term says. 
the joints on it are open. The connections between the boards don't exist. There is a space between them, right? Examples of, yes, Steve's doing things with his hands. For those of you that are listening to the podcast, it's very informative and you're missing it. It's sort of a Spock in motion type yeah, thing. Yeah, it is. Live long and prosper. Uh, Only 1.7% of the population can do that. And Steve's part of that 1.7%, and that's why he knows that. We and just talked about how special he was at the very beginning of this podcast. <laughs> and now everybody in the room is doing the exact same you know, thing to this, see if they can th- do This it. is the unbuilt podcast version of Squirrel. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Sorry. We're walking out into New York and going, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I? So, just, no, go ahead. Um we're in no a few words to, from Pete. I'm trying to think of when I saw my first open joint cladding. And that includes because the buildings I, I see are both we talk about our first new to wow. Was it the pyramids? Old, <laughs> I didn't see open joint claddings until actually Renaissance? four years ago. Oh. So how long? No, that's have not we true because I've showed you I've showed you open joint claddings earlier than that. Well, I'm trying I've to, done them probably about 12, 14 years ago. But when did they first show up on buildings? I can't find historical buildings that have open joint cladding. And you do go back to the Renaissance. You're you're obfuscating. You're not answering my question. I think that's on purpose. I think he was doing that on purpose. I don't know. Because historically, are there any stone buildings that the joints weren't necessarily treated? So the joints would dry stack or dry well, stack. No, or? dry stack is still one piece meeting another. It's not an intentional gap gap between the two. Gotcha. Fair enough. Right? So I frankly think that both aesthetically and functionally, open joint cladding is really super cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm but I can't think of, you know, representative architecture from the 40s, the 50s, the 60s where there were open joint cladding. So I'm just curious, who's the first person to ever do an open I'm, joint cladding system? I'm initially going to have to agree with you. I can't think of anything older than, say, 2015 that yeah, I... Yeah, I did one probably like 2006, 2007, hmm. that I can remember doing. And, and did you do it because you had seen somebody else do it? Or what was the what drove you to try that open uh, joint system? Are you questioning his originality? No, no, just no, I'm curious. No, but it, it was Joe probably talking about, like, doing that would be better and taking no it kidding. to the next level. But never, that I have I didn't see it before I did that. That's Phil's house, Philip's house. We did. Um, oh, really? The first time I did it. it was one by four cedar siding. No kidding. Three sixteenths inch gap. But so here's a question. Though. I want to go back because mm-hmm. I'm still on my defense of cladding. Mm-hmm. Is if I put if I put if I build a wall out of zip, put furring strips, and then put a, a wood lap siding, mm-hmm. is the zip more of a cladding than the wood lap siding. So to me, the definition of which clad- one is more ironclad? No, I, I, I think you're you're obfuscating the word clad and cladding oh, in that instance. See, this is where they team I mean, up. The, on the me cladding. Hey, listen, I'm in your I'm in your court. I got you. The, the cladding on a roof or a wall is what you put on last as the finishing of the wall system. So it could be stucco, brick, wood cladding. 
a wood, a wood siding See, lap. I would argue. Mommy this, and daddy are fighting and it, I'm in between the, them. <laughs> I would argue that you're saying that, but the, and I would agree the industry's perspective is that is the cladding because that is, I, I'm, when I break, I'm going to look up the word clad. If you have your phone, look it up. But I would love to understand what Webster, okay. my friend, mm -hmm. says cladding is. Well, cladding's clothing for people. But we're not talking about people. Well, no, we are. You we're talking we're about the talking word about cladding, right? So it's the outer, it's the outer finish material. It doesn't matter what you're talking about buildings or people. Cladding is the application of one material over another to provide a skin or layer. Wow. Hmm. Also, think, it goes on to say in construction, and then the definition is pretty garbage after that. Yeah. <laughs> I almost have to read that because I don't believe you. I think but, you're but I guess what I'm saying is your you're, you're inferring that we did walls a long time ago that had the same breakdown of layers and the same functions for those layers. And we're doing a lot no, more. What I'm saying is that years ago, we did cladded walls, which were very thick masonry walls mm -hmm. and that the cladding was the face of the masonry. Mm -hmm. What I'm suggesting is, is we took that conceptually and pushed it back and then put something in front of it. That is necessarily no longer cladding, but now I can't even believe. Webster. How does a, how does a so, roof play out then? Yeah, Are the shingles me, the cladding? To me, screening implies that stuff gets through it. Okay. So and let me ask you a question. I think that's the argument he's There's making. There's my argument. If I take a wood lap siding and I spray a fire hose at it, does water make it to the backside? Yeah, but oh, screening yeah, but, is yeah, a bunch but. of holes. It's that's, not the that same. Means, yeah, but translates into, yes, you're right, but I'm still going to argue against <laughs> it. That's what yeah, but is. But that's okay. I, I find so, with clients, especially, it's easier to say yes and instead of <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> so that's just the tactic I should deploy with Steve? Yeah. Okay. I, I'll give it a try. Work. Yeah. <laughs> I seriously doubt what, it. What tactic? I mean, I can see your point. But I, I guess my point is, is we, we, we call it cladding and a lot of getting back to the original question here, um, which I think we're coming back around the moon on, is it's about perspective. Right. Why don't we see more of it? Why don't we use it? It's not because it's a great way to deal with it. It's in fact that we think we're letting water in. But yeah. people don't really understand the mechanisms of a leak and what does it actually mean and what we're doing there. Maybe some of this comes from building boats because, you know, we have um, weather lapped or lap straked boats that are built and the idea is that they're they are the defense against the water right so then we transferred that lapping of boards to buildings and we originally thought well they're going to keep all the water out and i think part of, that's part of the problem is that no of course they can't keep all the water out so what is your strategy in the old days the strategy was well just throw enough btus at that and it'll dry out even if there isn't yeah. a yeah. free draining gap so we're if we think of the cladding as not dealing with all the water, that opens up all kinds of possibilities, like open joint cladding systems. We saw a really cool one when we were in uh, Vancouver um, a Kentucky, couple of years ago. Vancouver, no, Kentucky. The, this is Canada. Oh, okay. It was a pro project up there <laughs> that we went and visited, and uh, they actually had a two by two cedar 
vertically oriented open joint screen that was so like fencing yes oh, it was wow. like almost like a balustrade but think of it as a very tight balustrade uh-huh. where the spacing was quarter maybe a little more than a quarter of an inch and they had it on these boards but the boards were back cut so it was on a french cleat system on hmm. the wall so literally like they fully waterproof the wall and then they put this cleat on there and then they just put these panels and hung them in front of the wall. Oh. So it was truly, yes, it was like a picket fence in front of. Kind of a screening. It, I can't believe I just said that. a screening. This is where you're supposed to be happy, Steve. You're not I, supposed I, to shake your head. This, this is, you just this stuck is with pain. it long enough for him this to give up. Pain. We just went. I, it just took me 20, 20 minutes. 20 minutes to get Peter to agree with me. You know, hey, it's like fishing, it's like agreeing? it's like fly fishing with Steve. You just have to like, ooh, hey, he got it. He's there finally. <laughs> this is so painful. <laughs> but what's really painful is I'm not exactly sure what the original question was and if we come anywhere close to answering. I, I'm an the, eagle. The, I have to soar higher. The biggest quest, part of the you, question was like, you are a higher soar. Do you know why eagles soar sure. higher? Do you, do you know the only animal that challenges an eagle? It's a crow. Ew. Okay. You know how crows challenge an eagle? Uh, they land on the back and they peck at its neck. They okay. go for a ride. So how does the eagle get rid of him? He flies high enough where the crow doesn't fly. And the crow will leave and fly away because they're flying too high for the crow. It can't breathe or whatever what are happens. The it's like that wild this is kingdom. a real story. That it is. I'm telling you. Researched. Or... I'm pretty I'm, sure there's a chapter it in is. Rambo. No, I watched Animal Kingdom. Crows. Animal Kingdom. Gosh, we got an eagle here, and it's flying high. It's got a crow on the back of its neck. If you're getting your uh, Animal Channel Network programs from a guy who wears a Patriots jersey, you might rethink the level of... Go ahead and say it. Jake hates the Patriots, too. (laughs) So, Jake. Jake just hates the NFL. Just refresh our memory, or my memory. All he really wanted to know is, how come we don't see it? I think Mm. we did a good job, like... People are scared and they don't understand what what's serving what purpose. That's why you don't see it. Aesthetically, it's not for everybody as well because it's a non-traditional look, as we covered. Yeah. Like, we don't see it traditionally. I've only had it come up really once where we actually executed it. Uh, and we did it in 2016, maybe. I was by the house the other day. It's Cedar. And I was with one of the guys that used to work with me at the time. We drove by because we were having lunch. And he said, it doesn't look like it's doing that well. And I said, no, it's discoloring. And it's because they insisted on a clear, and the clear is discoloring. The wood is this has to do with the joints. Like, it's not. It it dries mm-hmm. exceptionally well, probably. It's just that they haven't maintained it, and it's a big south exposed wall. And we just did one on a project. I mean, we have a project right, literally right now that we're wrapping up that has a vertically oriented open joint rain. Screen. And is it something you introduced to the client, or they asked? So about here's it? the interesting part: the client is probably. Maybe aside from Coda, one of the smartest people I've ever met. Hmm. And uh, Coda Wayno, who is uh, lump me into the same building scientist for Building Science Corporation. Do you do you want to? <laughs> I understand why you don't lump me in. Sorry. You know, you know how like when they show that commercial of like people joining hands from New York to California. Mm-hmm. If New York was the smartest, you're probably somewhere west of Las Vegas. Okay. Okay. I thought you were going to say in that, waiting in the Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> You're waiting in the water and calling you in. So I did give you the benefit my of a little My pants are time. rolled up, but my socks are still there on. There you go. But um, 
but that he he's a, a really um, um, intelligent engineering type. The mm-hmm. what this guy does for a job is just just way cool. And um, and when I introduced it to him, he says, "I love it." Hmm. He goes, "It makes total sense." And it's like when he understood, and, and he understood it, he probably just never put the puzzle pieces together in that format. So to him, he liked the way it looked and the way it worked. Yes. Okay, cool. He liked the metaphor that I proposed. He liked the physical aesthetic of it, but he loved the building science behind it. And it's one of those things that the, the thing that I find the most ironic about this question is. It's probably the best, one of the best wall systems you can put on a building, right? That would cause no problem. Mm -hmm. But if I show it to people, Mm -hmm. you're letting water in, bugs are going to get in. Oh my God, you're going to have bees and wasps. Things been up for six months. We haven't had a bug Mm -hmm. go in there and they're free to go. You're answering the question still, like. People are confused by it. People are confused. Well, I usually do the resources for each of our Q&As or our sessions, and I'm going to look to see if there's any way that we can track down when was the first open joint cladding system. I, I bet know. you, I mean, a out. quick email to Joe would probably get us Ooh. in the right uh, the right yeah, time cool. frame. He still answers your guys' emails? And when you say Joe, you mean Joe Stieber, who yeah. is the, one yeah. of the principals at Building Science Corporation, and a mentor for both Steve and me and yep. Jake. Huh? Mentor for the industry. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So rather than go on to a second question, I'm going to pose an open joint green screen question to you. Cool. Two. I'm assuming you're going to have an answer, Steve, because it's a house that you designed. Mm. We have one in construction right now that has uh, three different faces of the building that have a hardy fiber cement panel four foot by eight foot panels that are on a rain screen, but do not have any of the hardy trim around them and do not have any of the, what is the other manufacturer that makes the trim? Um, uh, Tamlin. Tamlin doesn't have any of the Tamlin trims. They you know, it's like a little H or C profile that yeah. you put in there mm-hmm. and it receives the panel on both sides. And it provides a space, but has a reveal aluminum. Yeah. It's just panels. The panels are gapped with about a half an inch between them. Mm-hmm. We have zip sheathing, zip R, uh, and tape. And then we also have a drainage plane and the or rain screen, draining and drying, and then the panel. The question in our office was how do we do we have to paint those batten strips? Do we have to paint the Zip sheathing, you're going to be able to see in between those pieces. What do we do? And I'll tell you what our solution so is after you. You treated the, these are four by eight sheets of hardy mm-hmm. yep. board. And at the joints, there's, you put on a, a furring strip first to be the closure. So it's like a reverse board and batten. There isn't. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I guess. But there isn't a batten strip that bridges two panels. Yeah. The, the batten bands are only vertical. They're not horizontal. Gotcha. All right. So it's basically an open joint panelization. Yeah. Cladding. Panel so cladding. I guess one of the questions, so you have intentional visible gaps at yep. the top and bottom of each four by eight mm-hmm. panel. And like just for the record, this isn't, cladding. I showed them pictures. I've done this before. Yeah. Yeah. On another project that we Why did couldn't you do it on all four edges and it would look like a commercial wall system? It is. But the project manager, the first thing out of his mouth was, 
but the zip is green and you're going to be able to see it. Well, but he's got plenty of techniques to deal with shadowing. Yeah, we've put paper. We've yeah. done just like a asphalt black asphalt paper. paper. But the one that when we did on the vertical, the board vertical joint, Benjamin Obdike makes a UV resistant paper right. now. They do. Yep. And Invisirap. So, Invisirap. Yep. Yep. And it's specifically for open and joint cladding. And it's for forms. open joint cladding yep. and for that reason. And they have a compatible batten strip, which is a UV batten oh, strip. Oh, that's right. Too. That's black as well. So that's black as well. But if you want to go to the wood furring, I've done building paper, and then we had the builder take the three-foot roll, cut it up on a chop saw to just to be like four inch, strips. and then just put a strip over mm-hmm. the wood furring and hammer tacked it down and then put the panels over it. Yeah, because, you know, if you gap everything, then you can't have wood-to-wood contact, and that's where the problems always set in. Mm-hmm. So if you can do open joint horizontal cladding, why not panels? Why not? So this is interesting. I didn't think this was going to be about vertical open joint or panel open joint. I thought it was just about clabbered, horizontal clabbered. And yet the principle is the same for all three. Yeah. And I mean, that makes my point of like the, the whole idea of perspective. If you understand what's happening, the mechanisms of leakage and drying and draining and all of that, you understand the the type of cladding in that. It really doesn't matter. It's the space behind it and the outlet at the bottom yeah. and the outlet at the top that are the three primary requirements. So the other thing is that, success. Steve, you might have a perspective on this because it's an aesthetic question, but we like to see non-planar uh, assemblies. They're more interesting if they have changes in the depth. Yeah, and they call it coastlining. They- I actually have a term for it. Oh, cool. Right? So if you think about the cladding coastlining. Yeah. But but if you have lines instead of just joints, the eye is attracted to those, not distracted okay. by those, I think. I'm going to get all artistic on you, right? I wonder why you wore that shirt today, but now I understand why. Yeah. This it's is kind of artsy. This is I a, thought who's it was the, laundry it's a, it's a It's a knockoff <laughs> from who's the guy that did the Campbell Soup thing? Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol. It's a Warhol. Um, just so you're wondering. Um, now you lost. Okay. No. So. He didn't lose it. You lost yourself. No. So the, the whole like strips, right? Yeah. yeah. When I was talking to the client, we're standing out in his driveway. And this isn't a lie. Right. And I, and, and we were talking about the cladding system mm-hmm. with him and the pros and cons of all kinds of things. And the tree is a heavily wooded site. Okay. The tree. The, the tree. The, the site is heavily, heavily wooded. Jesus, okay. you got me all screwed up now. can't see the site. I knew it was my I can't fault. see the forest from that. the trees. You can't see the site from the trees. <laughs> right? So the site is heavily wooded. Mm-hmm. I looked at the client and said, what if we just do that? Mm. And he said, do what? And I said, see how when you look through the forest, there's a bunch of vertical lines. I said, what if we took that and created a cladding system that was the inverse. So wherever there's a tree, we put a joint, right? So the solution he was- full of baloney, isn't he? No, this is the, the, the architect school. He, th- that's the thing. He he has a deep aesthetic side. He just hides it yeah. all the time, most of the time. So the vertical is not only is it a vertically oriented open joint system, 
it's a multi-width board cladding. Mm. So we have two by threes, fours, fives, yeah. sixes, yeah. and eights. Mm -hmm. So when you look across there, it's kind of a bunch mm. of organized, chaotic vertical joints that are in these boards. And it kind of uh, morphed from the view into the forest. So you didn't, you didn't coastline, you forested. We forested. You and I are just spinning out new terms like screening and forest. I mean, this guy here, he sends in one email. We come up with five new terms. Okay. Before <laughs> we wrap, I'm... Been Is this where I say how, uh, goodbye y'all yet? Or no? Wait a minute, I you can't wait. have gaps in the wrap. That's the one, no open joint wrap. I've been hoping that you were going to say this, and you've yet to say it, Steve. One of the things that you said, and I probably heard you say this, I don't know, years ago. We'll say years ago. When we're talking about rain screening and cladding and draining and drying, the thing that you said that made it all click for me was it's a rate question. And I've heard you say it a bunch to other people since then, and it makes perfect sense. And it's, it's a question of rate. Can it dry more than it wets? Does it, does it have more drying time? then it has wetting time. And if so, then it's going to be dry and we'll be fine. And I think that that's the thing that like makes open joint cladding click for me. That makes the rain screen click for me that it's a rate question. As long as we know that it can dry more than it's going to wet, then mm -hmm. we're fine. You know, it's interesting. I've been wanting to do this and this is a good, put your wing nut hat on. I want to build a vertically open joint rain screen system right? 316 cents joint. And then on the back side of it, fur off a, a piece of plexiglass, hit it with a hose at somewhat of an angle. Cause if you hit it straight on, you're going to blow into the holes. But I think if you shot it from say a 45 degree angle mm -hmm. and filmed it from the back side of a plexiglass, it would be real interesting to see how little water goes in. Because my guess is this is going to, when it hits the board, it's going to find the edge and want to fall, hmm. right? There's not, there's nothing that's pushing it in that joint. And I think we would be absolutely astonished at how little water actually gets behind that system. Okay. If you would like to run that test and send in the video, uh, email, we should do that. Email Steve for testing parameters. Yeah. Uh, or we can Pete. set that up. I'll fly out there and we'll do the test. Okay. You set up very simple. We got so we, we went from arguing about cladding and screening to Steve talking about wing nut. That's yeah. That's a lot. Well, of let me finish it though, because I got a question for you guys. <clears throat> if I had an orchestra, and it just so happens that they got caught in a very severe thunderstorm, who do you think is the most likely in the orchestra to get hit by lightning? I don't have a guess on this one. The conductor. <laughs> we should have seen uh, that coming we should have yeah. seen that coming you know yeah. it's even more fun like when you guys i can baffle you with it and you can't come up with such an easy answer close it out yeah and i'll say grow, <laughs> growing up on job sites there are not very many jokes that i haven't heard that's i'm impressed they're all new to me okay if you are watching on YouTube today, don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit that little bell so that you get notified when we publish. If you are listening on one of your platforms, 
Uh, please go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. The reviews drive traffic. They help the algorithm help other people find us. And some of you are listening or watching, rather, on the newest platform that our content's available on, the Build Show Network. <laughs> so Pete is new to the Build Show Network, but Steve and I have been uh, creating content for the Build Show Network since 2019. And that's buildshownetwork.com. Dot com. Uh, I think I'm here because the they, Network. Uh, they increased the age limit. They so did. Get in. Yeah. We've provided, uh, yeah. Just under the wire, though. Uh, Who would you have know. thought? Listen, you're still in just double digits. Yeah. Look on the bright side. Mm. So For a little while. For a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching the podcast today. If you have questions and you would like to share them or send them in to us, rather, uh, questions at the Unbuild It podcast. That's how you can reach us. Till next time. Thanks for watching. Hey, goodbye, y'all. So long. <laughs>